Welcome to the Musea Podcast. This is episode number 48, and I am Michael Howard, the founder and CEO of Musea. Well, I've got some great, great news to kick this episode off. The good news, some of you know, some of you don't know, uh, is that the Musea store is going international. So this has been a long time coming. We're so excited to finally get this uh, get this underway. And so in four to eight weeks, we are going to be serving um, Canada, Australia, the UK, and Europe. So this is going to be an amazing thing for Musea. It's going to help us grow faster, bring more innovative software to the industry. And it's also going to help us just serve the photography community as a whole in a better way. And so this is something we're uh, extremely pumped about. So if you're one of those countries and you want uh, to use our proofing solution or you just want better proofing, uh, then please check us out. Our website is mymusea.com, M-Y-M-U-S-E-A.com. Also, coming up today marks the seven-week point until the gathering, which is going to be in Tacoma, Washington. So this is something that's going to be awesome. It's our second-ever gathering. Uh, at this gathering, we're going to have Kirk Masson teaching, Ryan Muirhead, Colin Jacob from Nordica Photography uh, are going to be there. So it's July 16th, 17th, and 18th. If you do not have your tickets, go get them now. It's at museagathering.com. Love to meet you there. Richard Photolab is going to be there just sharing about um, business side of photography. Craft and Jude is going to supply some goodies for everybody. Uh, we're going to eat some great food. We're going to drink some great coffee. We're going to hang out at night, have some adult beverages, just build some community around Musea. So I know that there's uh, a lot of photographers out there that listen to this podcast, that use Musea, that follow us on Twitter and Facebook and read the blog. And so this is just something that we want to do once or twice a year to get everybody together, learn from some of the best people in our industry, and just build community uh, and just foster healthy relationships uh, with your peers. And so this is something I think that's going to be good and healthy for, for all of us. So love to see you there. Uh, you can come for one, days, uh, one day, two days, or three days. So it's totally up to you. Uh, traveling tip, I've heard online, which I'm going to check out today, that uh, if you want to find the best rates, especially for Southwest airline tickets, uh, is to look uh, online Tuesday afternoon around 3 p.m. Eastern time. So you can check that out. I want to see if that is legit or not, but um, it looks like it is. So uh, if you want to save some money, there's maybe some ways to save a few bucks on your airfare if you're uh, coming in. If you're from Portland, Seattle, or Tacoma area, please come. It's just right in your backyard. I would love to love to have you guys there and have a great uh, local turnout. So super affordable for you guys because you don't have to um, travel. So it's anywhere from $250 up to $750. So it just depends um, on how many days you come. Uh, also, really quick, uh, we actually have we have a feature I haven't talked about too much, but it's called the Musea Archive. If you need a place to store your images off-site in case have, uh, you know you have a hard drive fail or something disastrous unfortunately happens to your house, uh, we can back up your images to two different places in the United States for you. Uh, you just need to go to um, Profile and Archive if you have an Amusea account. If you don't, just create one and do that. And then it's 30 cents per gigabyte per month. Uh, and so anything you upload to the store, if you sign up for that, it automatically just backs it up for you so that it's redundant and uh, it just saves you uh, some worry and stress from making, you know, knowing that your images are safe or not safe. So you can keep them with us uh, if you would like to do that. For this podcast, uh, I had the pleasure of talking with Gabe McClintock, wedding photographer up in Canada. Um, for this podcast, we talk about uh, some of his Instagram work, actually, uh, and what role that plays in his life. Uh, we also talk a lot about how he interacts with clients, how he gets them to relax, uh, and just kind of how he handles posing and things like that on a photo shoot. We also talk about the importance of editing 
some of it's post-production talk, but some of it is also just the importance of editing of what you show publicly, whether it is on Instagram or your blog, your website, uh, just how you control your branding that way. Um, and we talk about kind of what what it, what it is for him that he's looking for in an image that um, meets the qualification of something that he would push out publicly and just being really strict and disciplined with that. So uh, it's a great conversation because uh, I think a lot of photographers uh, maybe put too many images out in the world. And so you can really control your brand and being unique and differentiate just by limiting the amount of uh, pictures you show if you have kind of a common thread through those images. Um, so anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, and we're excited um, to have you here. And we're excited to be reaching some other countries with Musea Store. So be on the lookout for that. So thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Gabe, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to talk to you. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. This is uh, I'm excited for this, so this is good. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, we'll just jump right in. Um, since I don't know your history a ton, uh, and I would love to know more about that, it's something I always ask kind of starting off, but give us a rundown of you, how you got started in photography, and all that the stuff. Version? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, my background is actually photojournalism. Um, I went to photojournalism school. I graduated in 99. Um, I actually wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be Warren Miller. I wanted to make ski movies. Um, <laughs> and I kind of bummed around after high school for a bit. Um, and my father gave me the ultimatum of if I'm paying for school, you need to go now. And this was two years after high school. And so I applied for cinema. Um, and he said, well, as a fallback, you should apply for journalism. My dad was a journalist growing up. Um, so I applied for journalism and cinema. Didn't get into cinema, got into journalism. Um, did that really not a, I was never, I guess, strong at the English in high school. So I really gravitated towards the black and white photography part of the first year and almost became obsessed with it. It was, uh, I spent either I was shooting or I was in the dark room. Like that's all I did. Second year was strictly photography. Got into that. Did that, did an internship in New York, um, for a magazine called gear who, uh, was owned by Bob Guccione jr. So the son of the guy who started penthouse, real classy guy. Um, and kind of fell in love with like the fashion side of photography, but also like the documentary stuff. Got a graduated, did the newspaper thing for a few years and then actually sold all my gear, um, <laughs> to pay off a friend because I <laughs> borrowed money off of from him for my rent. Um, cause I was freelancing for the couple of local newspapers here that was paying like nothing and I didn't have rent money any blood to anyway. So I sold all my gear. Um, got right out of photography. My wife or my, I guess she was my girlfriend at the time or whatever you want to call her. <laughs> um, loved like my passion for photography. So she actually bought me a camera at a used camera, uh, a Canon and a 24 mil lens. And we went traveling overseas and about two days into our five week holiday in uh, Southeast Asia, I dunked it in the ocean. So I was out of gear again. It crapped out. So I actually <laughs> gave up photography cause I kind of thought it was a sign that I shouldn't be doing this. You know, from not making any money to selling gear to losing gear yeah. to, you know, just my dad always says, oh, photography is a great hobby, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of got out of it, just actually got into sales, retail sales, did it for a long time, went to work for my father, you know, throughout all this. Um, and then last year I worked for my dad. Um, I was going to take over his company. He's a publisher. And my wife was pregnant with our first daughter. Um, that year I shot 28 weddings. My wife was pregnant. She was assisting me as well. She had a full-time job. I was working for my dad to take over his company and the 28 weddings and something just kind of had to give. So I quit my dad's job <laughs> or my dad's work. 
yeah. as his retirement plan. <laughs> and, you know, the, the awkward conversation, but yeah. I think everyone kind of saw it coming. And that was five years ago. And I just, yeah, so now it's just photography, weddings full time. And I got into weddings just, I think, like most people, is their friends were getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took pictures. So that's kind of. <laughs> The three-minute abbreviated version of the last, like, you know, 14 years of my life, so. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, so how did the, um, so what were you selling, if I ask, can ask, <laughs> in the sales job? <laughs> in, the, in the, what was I selling, like, what did I do, retail sales? Yeah, or, yeah, just, um, we say I sales, actually worked like for, anything. like, a, a future shop, so, like, a Best Buy. Um, okay. Yeah, I did, I did electronic, like, uh, home theaters, that type of thing. I, you know what it was? I love, I could never, I, I have a real hard time sitting behind a desk. I just, I get antsy really quick. So uh, I had a couple of friends who were working retail and it was, you know, at the time it was like the heyday of electronics. It was really good money. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Like I worked with all my friends. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really, it was easy money. And I like talking to people. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm always interested in anybody that has um, a sales background. I'm always interested to see like, kind of how that helped, you know, with the photography yeah. and kind of booking clients and things like that in the, in the future. Because there's a lot of photographers I know that don't have that background, and myself included, yeah. I don't. Um, yeah. So I feel like I'm buying the eight ball sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's funny, when I got into photography, I remember my, you know, I had a lot of friends who were like, oh, you know, or fellow photographer friends, you should do this, you should sell this way. And, you know, I've done so much sales training that it was a, uh, I actually don't really like to sell to clients. You know, it's, I don't know what it is. It, um, you know, I know there's, I, I leave money on the table for sure. I'm sure I do. Um, but it's, I don't know. I just, I did it for so long that I almost, I, I'm almost like anti sales when it comes to clients. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad, you know, but it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, you know, I definitely, you know, like I said, I know so many little, sales tactics I guess and what we learned uh, throughout those years but yeah I don't know it's I think having any sales knowledge is good though you know regardless if you use it or not it's good to have so um, tell me I mean I kind of went through your website and okay. um, perused everything <laughs> which I normally <laughs> do yeah um, that's good so I <laughs> Making sense, it just kind of makes sense to kind of go through your work kind of in order. Um, yep. I really like uh, just how clean your site is and how okay. it's clutter-free. So kudos to that. Um, I get on a lot of sites and it's just like chaos. Um, yep. So it's just, you, you, it's just clear what it is and that's all you need. Um, yep. So, But I want to start off, let's just kind of go through your work. Um, and we can just start off with your... Uh, connection portfolio, which for you is, I guess, your engagement sessions. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess just talk to me about that portfolio uh, and maybe even why you put it first of the three instead of putting weddings first. Okay. Um, so for me, I love, like, I feel most, most of my clients hire me because of that, because of that, that, that work, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, connection work you know a lot of my clients that's what they're drawn to at first so that was one of that's partly why i put it first um because i want clients to me you know there's like 90 percent of the wedding day is just kind of i shoot it as a fly on the wall like very hands-off like i think most photographers do um but i love that moment that i have with the clients and i really you know i uh i push that to i should say push but i definitely you know tell clients to give me X amount of hours on the wedding day of just the two of them. I don't do a lot of wedding party photos. Like I very actually rarely show wedding party pictures. Um, and I tell clients I don't really do a ton of them. Um, so that's, I want clients to hire me for that couple work. So that's why I want it to be like right there. Um, and then just, uh, you know, logically in my mind, just the way I think it makes sense to have the connection before the wedding. Cause that's kind of how you shoot them. So mm-hmm. partly why I put it like that too. So, but yeah, it's, um, the connection sessions are, you know, I think what most of my clients will hire me for, or maybe not the session itself, but just that feeling to the photo. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, one of the questions somebody wanted you to answer, um, that follows Musea is, um, 
basically like how do you get people to relax or feel comfortable in front of in front of the camera um i know a lot of photographers that really struggle with with that uh they want to be better with guiding people so how do you do that um yeah (laughs) you know it's funny i had that feedback from the canada photo convention i didn't really talk about it in my hour talk and i think a lot of people were expecting it Mm -hmm. um you know i i uh I think when I guide my couples, I think it comes from a very honest place um, in the sense that it's, I just, I just talk to them, my client, I like people, I don't direct a ton. I think people, they want direction, but they don't want to be guided in the sense of like mannequins. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of what I get from my couples comes from before I even actually, you know, pick up a camera and shoot them. Um, it's, you know, they see what's on my site. And it's funny, a lot of couples just like go into these poses without even me asking them from seeing my work. Um, mm. So it's, I think, you know, I'm, I, I'm a huge, like, I feel very strongly about the shoot what you show, show what you shoot. Yeah. Um, and it's, to me, like just all that stuff, like pretty much, you know, all my connection work, when my clients go through it, they know exactly what they're getting at. So they know they're going to have to be touchy feely or huggy or mm-hmm. whatever you call it. <laughs> so it's very easy for them to just kind of fall into that. And most people, you know, I, if I have couples, you know, I've gone into meetings where couples tell me, you know, sometimes they tell me like, I'm not, we're not touchy feely people. And I've told couples straight out, like, then I don't really think I'm a photographer for you because it's, I don't want, um, you know, I want all the clients that I work with to be able to do that, you know, and uh, so in that sense, like I said, it kind of starts way before I even shoot, before I even pick up the camera. During the session, um, you know, I don't use, you know, there's like Jesh, I know, I don't, I've never taken one of his things, but I know he's phenomenal at getting clients to, you know, imagine things or, you know, to get them to do what he wants them to do or to connect like that. And I really just get clients to look at each other, to hold each other, to, you know, I think what a lot of people do, you know, to tell each other they love each other without actually verbally saying it. So mm-hmm. whether that be like a hand on the, you know, the back of the head or the neck or the ear. Um, I don't, I sometimes feel, I see a lot that um, photographers fall into the okay kiss pose. Um, and I find sometimes that uh, if I tell couples if they want to kiss, like if they're in a pose and they want to kiss, don't kiss on the lips. Like kiss, you know, get him. You know, I tell him kiss her on the nose or kiss her on the temple or the forehead. Um, to me, that's much more intimate. Um, you know, than just a plain peck on the lips. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, there's a lot, there's all these things, and, and it's also the locations I shoot. I shoot in very like quiet locations. Um, I shoot. You know, if someone goes to my work they'll see most of my work is in like the middle of the forest or a field or where there's no one around where it's very easy for couples just to be with each other and not worry about eyes on them. Yeah. It makes it for them to relax. Right. Cause most people aren't into the PDAs, um, <laughs> right? Like, you know, most people yeah. are awkward with that. So if you take them into like downtown, wherever city you are on like a Saturday evening, it's, there's going to be people looking at them and it's hard for them to do that. So I kind of set all these things up so it's much easier. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, because I definitely looked, um, going definitely just specifically at your connection portfolio. I think I think every single one is either in a field yeah. or in the woods. I don't think there's yeah. any, there's no, no urban anything. No. I, you know, um, I get asked sometimes to do urban, and you know what? I do shoot urban stuff. You know, something like I have a session coming up in the next week or so. Let's, you know, they want to do like back alley stuff. And, mm. you know, to me, it's, you know, yeah. I, that's that's totally fine, and that's just who they are because we're doing their wedding is going to be in a nature setting, so they like to kind of have the combination of the two. Um, but yeah, most of my connection stuff is ninety nine percent of it's in the trees or yeah. the forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I was looking at your work, the connection portfolio that I found was interesting. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. It kind of stood out to me, and maybe I'm just being weir- weird. <laughs> No, it's good. I think it's good. It's a compliment. Um, Was, I don't know. I guess I've seen a billion engagement type shoots, you know? Yeah. All stars have blended together. Um, One of the things I feel like is a little different about yours is there's a lot of focus on the hands. Um, A lot of people 
that I see, like the, a lot of photographers, they're they're really looking for facial expressions, or they're they almost all the photos are like just touch foreheads or touch heads. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, like I can almost close your eyes and put your heads together. Yeah. yeah, close your eyes, put your heads together. Like that seems to be almost every single engagement session. Let's find a really cool background and then just touch your, put your heads together, and then that's our picture. You know, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of serious when I say that. But um, no, I, you know, I, I don't, I, yeah. I got you. But yeah. with yours, um, I mean, there's obviously the hugging and the closeness, and their heads are touching yeah. and stuff. But there's a lot of pictures where you actually just like cut their heads off <laughs> with the frame. <laughs> Which I think yeah. is fine. Um, yeah. It doesn't bother me, but it's it's the story of like the hands, and there's a, there's a lot of like I, when I see them hugging, like like he yeah. is like really hugging her because like yeah. it, you can see like him flexing his yeah. finger muscles or like you know what I'm saying like it's not just like a laying there like he's really pulling yeah. her. Um, yeah. So talk about that. Like, do you guide like where they do with hands? Because some photographers really struggle with telling people like what to do with their hands. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Actually, then that's that's awesome that you see that. Um. So I the whole squeezing thing. I actually tell couples numerous times while we're shooting to squeeze. Um. <laughs> to you know, uh, if I don't if I don't see like him or her like the fingers are <laughs> like like digging into his arm. Yeah. Me, that's like you know. Eh. If it's one thing, if it's like touching his cheek and it's not digging into his cheek, that's cool. But if it's like on the on the back of his neck or holding his arm, like I want to see that uh, that grip. To me, that grip is passion. Yeah. Um, so I will tell couples, you know, squeeze or you know, get tighter, closer, squeeze harder. And sometimes, you know, that creates this, you know, this moment where they laugh because you know I'm telling them to like get closer, <laughs> get yeah. in there, you know, squeeze, and you know, then you get this great you know, honest moment of them laughing because it's like some guys telling them to get closer, you know, mm. um, in terms of like the hands and that I am, uh, you know, I don't know if this, you know, it's funny. I've thought about this numerous times. Um, you know, this is maybe a personal thing, but I, I feel maybe from my own insecurities and the way I look in pictures, I feel that sometimes, People judge when they're looking at an image by what someone looks like. Um, now, no one's ever looked at, you know, very rarely you'll look at a set of hands holding somebody and be like, man, those are ugly hands, or I don't like their nails. It's more of a, it's more of an action that you're looking at, um, whereas I find when you put faces in it, people tend to look at the face and look at, you know, uh, are they pretty, are they good looking, do they like their hair, How you know, and couples too, like they'll look at themselves and be like, well, I don't like my chin in this photo or I don't like the way my eyes look or my nose looks big this way. Whereas if you just concentrate and really focus on like a squeeze, um, like, like on my portfolio, there's Jennifer and Sam and it's the very first photo in that connection image where he's, their faces are blurred out and she's like squeezing his left arm. Um, mm -hmm. she'll never look at that and be like, Oh, I don't like the way my knuckles look like to me. That's very <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they'll yeah. never look at that and think that. Like that's a very passionate photo to me, mm -hmm. um, because it says so much, with really not seeing a lot. Um, and I'm a huge fan of that. I uh, I really do concentrate more on like the body, the way the body's you know connecting. And mm -hmm. definitely, I do. Obviously, I have faces in that, but to me, the face sometimes distracts of what distracts the viewer of what I'm trying to get across. So that's why I don't do. That's why I cut people's heads off or yeah whatever you want to call it. So yeah. so yeah, that's... Which is great. I mean, because I feel like they're definitely just as intimate, um, sometimes even more intimate, because it seems like you're up, you're in there with like a 35 millimeter or something, shooting a, hand, shooting a hand. Really weird, yeah. So you're like really close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you cut their head off. Um, yeah. But it feels, it just, it gives a really intimate feeling, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I just wanted to yeah, say kudos to that. Um talk about uh, i guess overall your site in general before we get too far down the road um or about your editing in terms of what what pictures you show and don't show um how because there's a lot of photographers obviously that just show a billion images yep. um so I'm not talking about post-processing right now. I'm just talking about what is in or out. So you, it seems like you're very disciplined on 
even like with your weddings, it seems like, I mean, you have some of these great locations and a lot of photographers want to show like 200 pictures, but you might show 20 or something. Yep. Uh, yep. How do you have the self-discipline to do that? Because a lot of, I mean, a lot of us, we don't have the self-discipline to hold back, you know? Yeah. Um, so my wife, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she makes, you know, it sounds so funny, but it, um, whenever it comes to, <laughs> she's going to love that I said this. Um, whenever it comes to like the visual part of my site or what I blog on that, she really keeps me in check. Um, cause I think like most photographers, they'll look at like this wine glass shot and I put stuff like that, like scene setters and that, but I'll look at it and be like, Oh, that's really cool or whatever. And she's like, well, I don't want to scroll through that. Like if she was a bride, she's like, I just get bored with this. Um, you know, and I show her, you know, other photographers whose work I love and they post a ton of pictures and she'll, I'll show her. I'm like, Oh, check out this wedding. This is gorgeous. And she'll get like halfway through and she's like, yeah, this is too much. Um, so for <laughs> me, that's huge because she's looking at it from, uh, I don't know, like a, like a female perspective, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I find she, you know, her thoughts on what I post on that definitely, you know, uh, influence or her thoughts of what I should be posting definitely influence what I do post. Um, so definitely that keeps me in check. Um, I, I think sometimes with a background in photojournalism, there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of photographers who are incredible at telling stories in one image, like fair is phenomenal. Mm. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I feel I'm decent now, but I definitely like to tell a story with a few images, but not 200. So I try not to. Um, and then I now just, I totally forget what the second part of this question was. Um, my site. Yeah. Just, um, I, and more specifically, like, I guess the kind of the question I'm asking behind the question is, um, what is it for you that you say this is a website image? Because um, yeah. there's got to be some sort of common thing that you're looking for yeah. that says this one's in and that one's not in. So what is that? So for me, like just the connection images themselves. It's I put up my sessions that I want to like. <laughs> shouldn't say reshoot, but I want sessions similar to that. Um, you know, there's definitely when I put up these sessions, like some of the locations I love, the lighting I love, um, the mood that I'm getting, that's what I love. So I'm trying to put stuff up that's going to attract those types of clients. Um, so, you know, I go through it and I'm like, no, I don't like this or I don't like that. And I think we all shoot photos that, you know, either during the session, like I do during my connection sessions, I do do the, I call them the grandma picture, you know, stand there, smile, look at me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just don't show it, right? Like, because right. everyone wants that picture, you know, I just don't want to show it. So I don't ever put that in there. Um, my wedding day, you know, it's, I want to shoot, I do want to shoot a little more destination stuff. That's kind of like my goal going forward. So I, this site, when I did it, I wanted to put up stuff that kind of, showcase that so like i have a wedding in you know Banff, california italy the mountains you know that type of thing so that Mm -hmm. was kind of why i started showing that stuff so yeah so it's really just what i want to kind of convey and what i want to uh what my clients what i want my clients to be attracted to yeah and what 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 appeals to me like all these images that i love on my site i love them i love them for different reasons but i love each one um, whereas before I used to, my old, few old sites, I used to just put stuff up just for the sake of filling a gallery because I didn't want to look like I didn't have any work. Right. And I didn't know. It was like, but yeah, some of my galleries, I only have like 12 images. So I love those 12 images. For mm-hmm. so. Okay. I'm we're going to dig, we're going to keep digging deeper here. For- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's, um, all right. So keeping on this theme of just talking about your work in general, whether yeah. it's a weddings, connections, or even your film work. Um, yeah. There's a bit of a level, I guess, like when I emailed you, I said there's you have, your work has a, this level of kind of sophistication or there's a bit of a, maybe a seriousness to it, kind of, yeah. um, you know, it's thoughtful. It's, it seems very intentional. Like there's everything that's within the frame is, seems very carefully allowed to be there, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. But there's also just kind of a sense of... Um, class i guess like it feels like upscale it doesn't it doesn't feel like young hip trendy i'm trying to be cool it feels like just 
it feels kind of like a glass of wine or something. It's just classy. Yep. Yep. So where where does that aesthetic and stuff come from in you? Um so holy. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you we're going deeper here. Dive in. Yeah, here we go. Um okay, so I lo- you know, it's <laughs> how do I answer this? Yeah. Uh, just start talking, you'll it'll come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flush it right out. It's like a therapy session. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I get a ton of different clients. Like mm-hmm. I get this huge gamut of clients. Like you know, I see these photographers who are in like the uh, Pacific Northwest who get like these amazing hipster, you know, really cool weddings that really are you know th- th- I'm attracted to those when I see them. I'm like, oh god, I love that stuff. Um, you know, but I get I do get ballroom stuff i get you know really small intimate weddings i kind of get the whole gamut of stuff mm-hmm. um now in terms of like a sophistication i feel my i so years ago i was huge into the texture theme like the whole thing with textures like as i think most people were i was selling textures you know and i remember talking to a photographer here locally who said we went for coffee and he was kind of like the big name here where i am um and he said, yeah, your work's cool, but you just got to make sure that when the clients hire you this week, they're, you're shooting your, their wedding next year, that you're still going to be doing what you're doing this week, next year, because that's what they're hiring you for. Um, and that really hit home with me because I thought there's no way I'm probably going to be doing this texture thing in a year when I'm actually shooting this client's wedding. Mm-hmm. So I really try to make my photos in the sense of just visually very timeless, like something that's not really funky in terms of photoshop um mm-hmm. you know i i'd uh i learned growing like i when i went to college it was all on film like i have a love for film um and i try to make my photos soft not like i know i'm not gonna be able to emulate digital to film and that's a whole like topic that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's a whole hour conversation in itself um but it's to me i want this very timeless look in my photos i don't want it to be really cool i just want it to look good um, you know, I want clients to appreciate the actual image itself as opposed to how incredible I am at Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's where the, uh, I'm very conscious of what's in the image or unconscious of the light, um, and how it's going to affect the image. So I really don't have to worry about, you know, doing a ton of post on it to make it cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Tying into that, I feel like your uh, post-processing, yep. uh, which you just touched on, uh, plays a plays a big role, um, because and you can talk about this a little bit, but <clears throat> like when I look at your fit- photos, they don't I don't feel like hey those are Visco or whatever you know. Yep. Um, yep. There, there is that kind of classic timeless quality, like you know, that's hey, that orange is actually orange. It's not faded, <laughs> weird orange, uh, where the blacks are not black. Beyond the negative, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you work that way, that kind of how you're working, yep. um, I feel like it forces you as a photographer to. The only the only way the images are good is if the the content within the photo is good. So it's like you yeah. you can't you can't trick a client into thinking the photo is good by making the effect cool. Does that make yeah. sense over it? Yeah. So the picture either sucks or it doesn't. Yes. It's like a very cut and dry thing. Yep. Um. So I guess talk about that for you, like the post processing okay. and how that how that plays. Yep. Okay. So I um. That whole tricking clients thing, that is, for me, that's huge. It was, uh, <laughs> years ago when I did the texture, I used to get hired by clients. You're like, oh, I love your post work. Um, and it was never about, oh, I love how intimate your photos look. And I felt just like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It was, it felt dirty to me. I, you know, I don't <laughs> know. Like, I really didn't, it didn't feel genuine because I think, you know, with a background of photojournalism, I was always meant, you know, taught and, you know, to look for these stories in the image. And it was never about, you know, how many actions I could run and how many texture overlays I could do and how many how many hours I spent on an image editing it. Like, it was never about that. Mm-hmm. And so I almost felt like I got away from mm-hmm. what I was... Like, originally, 
you know, appealed to me in photography. So now it's, and I just, personally, I am, yeah, the timelessness of an image is really what I'm after, and I want it to be more, um, now my clients, you know, I do get clients who say, I love the look of your photo. Like, I love, you know, I get, oh, I love, it looks like film. I get this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I get them, you know, in addition to that, it's the, I love the emotion that you capture, or I love, you know, uh, the connection, or I feel like I know these clients, or I feel like, you know, I was there on their wedding day. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I think that's a longevity thing, too. You know, I think like most photographers, we have, you know, it's, uh, I don't, I'll be honest, like sometimes I think, holy, what am I going to do in like 20 years? Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, to me, to, being able to capture an emotion and something emotional and a connection in an image is going to definitely give me a longer career than it will be if I'm known for Photoshop because there'll be the, you know, the 16 year old kid in 10 years who can Photoshop, you know, anything into anything, but you know, the cameras are getting so good and Photoshop's getting so good that, but it's never really going to replace the actual storytelling and the emotion in an image. You can't add emotion. I don't feel with a action. You know, so yeah, with me that's uh, I'm all about that. I'm much more about you know capturing things. My photos are not technically perfect. I you know I know how to shoot. You know, it's I don't shoot manual. I shoot on AV. I uh, I know how to shoot manually. I just don't bother to because I don't want to think about that side of it. I just want to think about what I'm seeing in the camera and what I want to capture. So mm. I'm more about the emotion in the moment than I am about the how cool the image looks and you know, will it get featured somewhere? So. Yeah. Yeah, I would, um, I guess another way for me to say it, I just thought of this, I don't know why, but it just feel the, the, the photos feel very clear. Yeah. Um, like, this photo is about this moment, um, you know, at, at this specific time. Even, like, your framing is very grounded, like I said about yeah. the, like, there's nothing that feels like, oh, that shouldn't be in that corner over there. Like, everything yeah. is very purposeful. So it's yep. very just intentional, <clears throat> um, which is hard to combine that grounded intentionality kind of feel with the spontaneity of like photojournalism. So doing that together is really really hard, and most photographers can't do that. There's um, no time like that. Yeah. I don't shoot a ton at weddings, but you know I don't. I'm very hard on my work. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife always says, you know, she, you know, I get home often from weddings. And I'm like, yeah. You know, like how to go, or you know. But I'm very, I'm very hard on myself. Like I, you know, I think like most followers, I think, you know, I think I'm my own worst critic. But it, yeah, um, yeah. So, but no, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, next, I want to talk a little bit about, um, I guess, how you see light. Um, some of the people I've had on the podcast recently, or the ones I, or some of the wedding photographers I tend to even want to talk to, are the, are the ones that just don't backlight everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I see everybody doing that, and um, this kind of—I don't know—for me, it's kind of easy to do. Yep. It's pretty, but it's kind of like, uh, um, yep. that's like one way to see light, you know, out of yep. tons of ways. Yep. Um, so one of the other things that I feel like maybe, and you might talk about how this plays into your branding as well, because you're—it feels like you're purposely creating a, t- a type of image. So we have like these kind of grounded, clear emotional, very intimate, connected images that you, you're making. Yep. Um, but also, and some of this is in the processing, but some of it is in just how the type of light you shoot. But the, you shooting in direct light, you tend to get richer tones. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, because when you backlight stuff, you get this kind of light washed out. Washed yep. out everything's more, f- uh, everything's just lighter, you know. Yep. Um, where if you shoot in direct light, you know, Instead of the sky being like a very light blue or white, it becomes yeah. a really dark blue, and so you're really yeah. paying. Feels like you're playing with this these really rich tones. Visually, you like just saturated tones. Is that true? Yeah, I you know it's I I you know I love it all. Like you know it's yeah I you know sometimes my mountain work like I'm in the mountains like when you're shooting at elevations and. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get like the craziest deep blue skies on top of a mountain. Um, you know, but you know, on the flip side, like when I'm shooting my connection sessions, I shoot them all even in the evenings, a few hours before sunset, so I can backlight, so I can play with that, that light play that comes through the trees. Um, so it's 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm not really like, I don't love one specific type of light. Like, I like good light, you know, um, and however that may be, whether it's, you know, in front, behind, side, whatever. But it's, um, I definitely, you know, I'm very aware of what I'm doing in terms of lighting. Um, I just don't kind of shoot at a specific spot because I need to shoot there. Like, I will connection sessions I think you know they're usually about an hour and a half and I'd say it's probably like 45 minutes of walking and trying to find good light yeah. another 45 minutes is actually shooting you know I have couples trancing through, you know going through you know waist deep grass and hiking over you know dead trees and that to find little great light um, so I'm very uh, what's the term um, very aware and I'm very specific of what I'm looking for in terms of lighting so yeah yeah um thinking of um thinking of kind of and some of this maybe is more in your pose work like with your engagement types of the connection sessions or even some of your bride and groom portraits but sometimes it may feel and i don't know if this is how you work like a, a portrait type session but it seems like you almost take it feels like you take all sides of light. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you'll take like the backlit shot, but then you also walk 45 degrees and take some pictures that way. Then you work 45 degrees and have it where it's harsh. Um, does that make sense? Like, yeah. it doesn't seem like you're afraid to, to go all the way around 360 no. to find all types of good light where a lot of photographers, they just stay in one area. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I tend to move a lot. Like I do move a lot when I'm shooting. Um, especially couple stuff, well, mm. all stuff, but yeah, no, I do. I do move around quite a bit, you know, because sometimes it's, you know, you think you got some nice backlight. I tend to start with backlight, you know, it's kind of like, cause it's safe. I find like you just overexpose a couple stops and it tends to look decent. Um, but then you can definitely create a different mood when you go off to the side or, you know, front light them or however you want to do it. So yeah, I do move around quite a bit. Yeah. Um, one of the places I feel like I see more um, <clears throat> uh, harsh lighting situations for you is I just looking through like your Instagram feed. Yeah. yeah. Now, all right. So, are you what that? What that? By the way, because I want to talk about some of your your Instagram feed. Okay. Um, is are you shooting? Are that well? What you're posting is that? Are you doing a mix of like, uh, you know, your digital files? versus also a mix of like your actual iPhone type or mobile pictures. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh yeah, I cheat. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Do you cheat all the time know, or is it? No, not all the okay. time. Like, you know, I would say probably, oh, I'd say probably 75% of my Instagram feed is my iPhone. Um, I am, you know, I love my iPhone five. Like it is in terms of like the camera, on it like i i shoot that thing more than most of my other all my other gear and i have a ton of gear um but it's yeah so i'd say it's probably you know 70 percent iphone and the rest like digital stuff mm -hmm. um okay we'll talk let's talk iphone yeah. for a second <laughs> we'll get that we'll get um that. okay with your when you do your iphone stuff or do you are you processing that stuff through apps on your iPhone, or do you bring them into your computer and then t tweak them? Yeah, I yeah, I process on my iPhone. So I use Afterlight. Okay. Um, yeah, so I use Afterlight for all my editing. Okay, that's curious. Yeah. I haven't I haven't really got into the uh, iPhone photography or whatever you call it <laughs> <laughs> um, too much, but um, I'm always curious that people did uh, how they process stuff. Because uh, your stuff yeah. doesn't look like, oh, that's an Instagram filter. That's the, Nash yeah, that's the Nashville one, or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't actually use any of the Instagram. The only Instagram part I use is to actually post on Instagram. Yeah, everything else is uh, cropped, you know, uh, whatever, in, in Afterlight. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Very cool. I'll have to look that one up. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because I like your processing. Because it, it, um, the reason I like your the Instagram feed for me is real interesting when I looked at it because I'm curious for you what... Because uh, when you talk about you shoot a lot with your iPhone 5, yeah. um, what role that's kind of playing in your life photographically. Like if you're 
if that's kind of your sketches or if that's like your personal work because like the the pictures of your kids and stuff i mean there's yeah. some pictures on there that you have just on your instagram feed that i'm just like it, they're very personal they're your family but they kind of yeah. they kind of blow me away i'm like some of these are like i like better than any image i've seen like on his website almost like because they, they feel not in, not in a bad way but it just seems like yeah. there's another level of um yeah. intimacy or like it seems like you're taking more risks with framing or exposure yeah. or different things like that yeah um, it's um yeah you know so a my kids are like my two girls are that's like that's my world um so i uh you know it's i don't know i i could talk for hours alone, <laughs> anyway that's like that's, 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 no one wants to hear this um but it's yeah you know my iphone i find it's funny i've thought about this numerous I, so this in my mind, I started thinking about this back in January. I went to, uh, mm-hmm. I took my my wife and I took our girls to Disney World for ten days. Nice. And so I brought like my M7, my uh, 5D Mark III, you know, three lenses, and my iPhone. Um, I shot my iPhone like ninety five percent of that trip. Like I'd have, I'm that guy with like you know ten thousand dollars in gear hanging off my shoulder, and I'm shooting with my iPhone. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm sure people are like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah. Um, but to me, the iPhone is, I, I think it makes, for me, it makes me see light differently because it's so not like a digital camera in the sense, like uh, as a 5D or, you know, I can't really do anything. Like I can't really overexpose it or, you know, dial in this or, you know, shoot it at different apertures to create different things. It's kind of just what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it really makes me, I think even in now my my professional work is see the light very differently um, because with like I use editing you know we talked about editing afterlight but I use a to actually shoot on my iPhone I use a thing called Camera Plus um, so it allows me to separate the focus point and the exposure so I can like darken things like so that's why a lot of my iPhone photos are very harsh light mm. um, because it doesn't tend to do backlight that well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it allows me really to see light differently. Like, I, I love it because I'm looking for these weird pockets of light um, that I can control. Because I find when it's really harsh light, I can control the exposure better. I can create a different look. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, but with the, and my iPhone's with me all the time. So that's why I think sometimes I get very personal images. Like, I just open up my iPhone feed and there's a shot of my daughter crying after I pulled it, uh, what is it, uh, a sliver out of her foot. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so it's a very personal photo, yeah. um, you know, but it's with me all the time. So I can get like these and it gives, I have clients, I have a lot of clients that follow me on Instagram. Um, and it gives, again, it's creating this, uh, it's breaking that barrier down for me, you know, of my clients between that professional and friendship level. Um, mm-hmm. So they can be into my world. You know, and when I meet them for a connection session or on the wedding day, they're like, "Oh, I love that shot you got of your daughter." You know, or your, or your kids are so cute, and it just, it's, it's definitely just changes the whole relationship professionally. But then it allows me to document my life personally, so it's kind of like a win-win for mm. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kind of going back to your side a little bit. Um, I watched the video on your yeah. uh, kind of contact page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well done, by the way. Um, okay. But one of the things you mentioned in there was um, you, you say you didn't like weddings at first, but then you, uh, which is a great way to start a wedding video. Yeah, I, I know. Um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a wedding photographer, but I really hated him at first. Yeah, um, I know. But uh, you talk about how what turned for you was kind of shooting for yourself. Um, so talk about that, like sh- sh- what that means for you. What does shooting for yourself mean? Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, I don't know if, if people are listening to this and if they haven't seen it, that's, you know, I really, cause again, my background was photojournalism. So to me it was documenting stuff as it happens, but you know, like any wedding day, there's that moment where you have to actually deal with a couple <laughs> and I had no idea what to do with them. You know, they'd be like, Oh, what do we do? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It looks like you're doing something. Cause <laughs> No, and it was really awkward, and I really didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and when I started, it was like this, you know, 
I shot my first wedding. Uh, I was just out for dinner. I think ten years ago was my very first wedding. Um, and the style was very different back then, so it was very traditional, and I just didn't like it. Like it was very boring to me. Um, so what I actually started doing is, while I got you know friends of friends and you know all this coworkers, as I started shooting more and more, I started you know I'd shoot for them, I'd do the what they hired me for, like the what wedding photography was at that time. Um, but then I do like you know. I'd cut the heads off them. You know, I'd take a picture where their heads were missing, but it was really focused on their hands holding. Um, you know, so I, I built up this portfolio of work that really, you know, resonated with me and I liked. Um, and, you know, as I kind of, I, I almost went like the complete opposite direction of what wedding photography was then when I first started. And I was like shooting at back alleys and against dumpsters and fire escapes. And I was like really, you know, I almost like took pride in how dirty these locations I can get my couple of them um <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it was so bad but it was like I was like okay I don't want to do the normal wedding photography so I'm just going to get them in like back alleys you know leaning up against a brick wall with a you know a dumpster beside them you know and mm -hmm. what I started noticing was it was um I really didn't like it wasn't now about you know how dirty the background was it was I was like I'm a huge, I love watching people. Like, I'm a huge people watcher. Um, so I started seeing these little things that, you know, how a bride and groom look at each other. And I really started to concentrate on that. Um, and what I found was that kind of then, that's what, kind of what I started shooting more and more of, like that connection stuff. And that's kind of what, you know, how I just kind of came into what I do now. So it, um, yeah, so it was like a, this progression. Yeah. Um how has that video helped? I'm curious. Uh, has it helped on like terms of bookings and things like that, or can you tell at all? Sometimes, um, yeah. You know, it's. I used to have when I first got it. So Ron Dawson did that for me. Um, who's down in Atlanta, or I think he's in Atlanta. He's out of California. So we he came up and he did it for me. This was a few years ago. I think it went kind of when everyone was doing a lot of promo videos, um, mm -hmm. and because I just wanted more of a personal side to it. Like I want couples to kind of know who I was before they actually even contacted me. So it helps definitely. Like I still get clients who say, I love it. You know, I love this idea of what you do. And, you know, and then I have couples who've never seen it. When they email me the last questions, I say, Hey, have you checked out my video? And I'll send them to that. And then they can get it, you know, so it's good for me to kind of show people who I am um, before we meet. Booking wise, I don't know if it's, no, I'm. I haven't tracked it. You know, I haven't asked. Did you book me because of my video? Um, but yeah, I don't. I couldn't answer whether or not it's yeah actually helped me. But I think it probably has because it gives people a glimpse of who I am. Makes it more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you got a four by five camera? Is this correct? Yeah. How is that? How's that yeah. bubble treating you? Yeah, you know what? It's. <laughs> uh yes. So my wife's you know, ideas came true. I haven't actually even shot it yet. Um, I know it's <laughs> actually, there's a local photographer here who's, I, I, you know, I, so I, I started in 35 mil, like when I was in college, like that was really, you know, shooting just 35 mil stuff. And then I kind of was like, Oh, I really like medium format. So I got into like the medium format, like a half blood contacts, uh, I have an RZ six, seven. Um, and then I was like, okay, I like that. So let's go four by five. And I got the four by five and I really, I, part of me was why I, why I bought it. Cause I have no idea how to use it. Mm -hmm. So that was really a, a, intriguing to me because I don't know, like I love kind of just playing with stuff. Um, yeah, I haven't shot it. I know that's so bad. So I'm hoping this starver here locally, he <laughs> had offered to, he owns one. He's like, Hey, we should go out and I'll teach you, you know, how to use it. And we'll just go shooting one night, whatever. And so actually I'm hoping to go in the next couple of weeks with him. Cause All right, cool. I really want to go shoot some portraits with it. That's kind of why I bought it. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I want to get one eventually um, yeah. <laughs> for portraits and stuff too. Yeah, but um, okay, I have to ask this because it seems like you obviously <laughs> you have you do have like a love for film, but. Uh, yep. It seems like you shoot your weddings mostly digital or all digital. So I'm yeah. curious why you're not shooting more film for paid stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I knew this was going to be a question, um, <laughs> even though I didn't prepare my answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So to me, I love digital. I really do. I like the, you know, I like the, um, I like the control. I have my, I'm 
you know, I'm a huge, con- I'm a control freak. Like I love, <laughs> I love the control I have with digital, um, that I can do this and I can get instant feedback and I can see it and change it and, you know, that's everything. Um, film for me is not so much about what, I've never actually shot film for the reason of, you know, I like the, lo- I do love the look of it, but that's not why I shoot it. Um, I shoot film more because when I shoot my fashion stuff or my, you know, I'm putting quotes around boudoir because I really dislike that word, but boudoir stuff, um, I shoot it because it's very slow for me. Like, I love the sound of film. I love mm-hmm. the cameras that I use. I like the feeling I get when I shoot film. Um, so, but for me, weddings are very, I feel they're very fast. I feel like, you know, I don't bring assistance to weddings, so when I'm changing film, something can be happening, um, you know, that I should be capturing. And so I just, I, I have tried um, to kind of combine the two and bring my, bring along a few film cameras to my weddings and shoot maybe a couple portraits. And I usually shoot like three portraits with it, and that's like, all right, then I just go back to digital. So I just stop. <laughs> Because so, I don't, I find it very hard for my mind to switch. It almost feels like right brain, left brain for me when I'm working mm-hmm. with film digital. It's, you know, film is very methodical and it's very slow and it's just a different feeling. So yeah. all my portrait work, I tend to shoot it film just because I can just, there's no time limit. Whereas I feel, it's, I feel like I have to always be on. So that would mean for me bringing an assistant to be swap, you know, swapping box or whatever um mm-hmm. but again i don't i don't bring anybody to my weddings it's solely me so, so yeah. yeah um all right we'll ask some like hypothetical questions here <laughs> <laughs> or uh philosophical ones i guess um all right so if money was like not an issue for you and you could shoot anything or anyone in the world mm-hmm. what uh what or who would you you photograph if you could do just whatever you wanted what would i do I would storm chase with my family. <laughs> we did not see that one coming. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, like yeah. Tornadoes and stuff? Yes. I am obsessed, you know, with storms. Um, uh, yeah. I, you know, just recently on my Instagram feed, uh, you know, it's, I've been taking my oldest daughter out, you know, in the clouds, like it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about storms. I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I'm obsessed with them. And if I could storm chase for a living, I would do it in a second. You know, it's, um, I do, I, I love shooting weddings. I love, you know, I love, I love the clients that I get. I love the traveling that I get to do. But to me, there's something I just, I feel this weird, you know, urge when I see crazy clouds to just get my gear and go. Mm-hmm. Like just to chase it down. So yeah. So if I could do anything, I think that would probably be what it. Would be. So do you do you have like a connection session that's like in a field with like storm clouds? Yeah. Yeah. That was like heaven for you, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was like it was, you know, Lisa and Anthony. They were an amazing couple, and yeah, it was that just kind of came together, you know, brilliantly. So it, um, yeah, that was a, that was a good, that was a fun session. Yeah. And they were, you know, I have a lot of couples that. Cause we get really weird storms here um, in the prairies here in the spring and summer. So sometimes couples cancel, but if it's not like torrential downpour, I'm like, let's go. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's chase some storms. <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> get tornado? This is like not a photography question. You don't get, do you get yeah. tornadoes and stuff up there? Or is it just like crazy thunderstorms? Um, we get a few tornadoes, not like in the States, like not tornado alley, but we right. do have a few touchdowns here. Not really so much in Calgary. Um, but, you know, in the surrounding, yeah, there's maybe, you know, a few a year. But it's really crazy, like, intense uh, thunderstorms, hailstorms. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, all right. So, last one is if uh, if you could go back in time. Yep. And uh, kind of to when you first started either shooting or when you first started your business, what would you tell yourself? Holy. Um... Back to the future style, you know. Seriously, what would I tell myself? I don't know. I, um, you know, for me, I. At least photographically, not like, oh, you need to bet on the. <laughs> you need to pick these lottery numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, I photographically, I don't. I don't know. I feel like what I, how I've kind of gone through the whole, you know, start 
of photojournalism to where I am now. I feel like it's all kind of shaped and it's had purpose. Um, there isn't really, you know, I probably tell myself photographically not to carry my camera into the ocean back way back when. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I go back and say, probably not a good idea. Yeah, do um, you know, and I don't know where I'd be, but it, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I have no idea. I, I feel like I don't have any regrets on what I've done. Um, I've made business mistakes. You know, I've made all the, I think you know, like a lot of people I've made mistakes. Business, I have made mistakes. Uh, you know, I've gone, I've tried things and kind of that haven't felt right and didn't listen to my gut, but I think that taught me, you know, now I listen to my gut when I'm work. you know, having meetings or with emails from clients and that. So mm-hmm. I think it, um, I don't know, I'd maybe just go back and say, it'll all work out. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you'll yeah. get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, learn from your mistakes and just keep going. So, yeah. yeah. Long road. Awesome. Well, thanks man for, uh, for coming Thank on. You. I love your work and, um, it was great chatting with you and learning more about, uh, about your process and stuff. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was, uh, that was fun. That went by way faster than I thought it was going to. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, totally. Awesome. Thank you so much.